Welcome to the Green Edge Podcast with Michael Cross and me, Fraser Harper. This is our weekly roundup for the week ending 6th of January 2023. We start this first Green Edge Podcast episode of 2023 by wishing our listeners all the best for the year. May all your steps be firm and all your actions green. Unless you're a traditionalist who leaves all the decorations up until Candlemas in February, by now the decos will be gone, the turkey will have been recycled into curries, pies and soups, and that last half jar of mincemeat will have been pushed to the back of the fridge where you'll discover it again in August and finally throw it out. And if you're like us, while you're restoring everything to its pre-Christmas order, you'll be looking ahead to the new year and perhaps making a plan or two. 2023 is our second full year of writing The Green Edge. And in our post this week, we write about some of the things we're expecting to see and do as the year gets underway. Michael, a happy new year to you. I think it's fair to say we hope to see a more stable government this year sticking around long enough to crack on with net zero. Well, it couldn't be less stable if you look at the multiple job holders for most of the senior officers of the state. And therefore, that can only be a good thing. Without stability there, we will not get some of the key coordinating activities going on across government departments like the Green Jobs Delivery Group, almost was born during 2022 in May and hopefully have come back into life and have proper sponsorship from Secretaries of State. I'd likewise down the structures because obviously local authorities are beavering away as are little local coordinating groups and there's lots of activity there. And even at a simple level, on the 2nd of January, Department of Transport released £33 million for active travel. And a lot of that is about developing skills in local authorities to promote active travel. We talked a fair bit during 2022 about the need for standard definitions of green occupations and skills. How do you see that progressing in 2023? I think with some pace. I think now ONS have got its work programme in place. It's got its consultation workshop at the end of January and should be producing and publishing materials from March onwards. So hopefully that will mean we'll have a standard definition of what is a green job and what is not a green job, not so straightforward, and then counting them by sector, by location. And I think that will be very useful because the government is promoting still the notion of how many green jobs it will create or be responsible for. But I think it's very useful for local planning purposes in terms of alignment of education and training provision. And the infographic we put together for the last post of last year actually showed that a good definition and a a normalised definition of of green occupations and green skills is is very important for education, particularly schools education, to get its head around what it's teaching. It is. And also by having a definition, you can start to have careers advice. You've actually got little flags in the future map of where people can see where their journey into work might start. And certainly in the United States, they've always put great store and have had quite a lot of lobbying groups to actually get occupations recognised at a national level. And we're seeing signs of that in construction, obviously in energy, and energy generation and distribution. And a few of the reports we'll highlight later have been doing some good work on that as well. You said earlier that good data is critical to this process, and you mentioned the work being done by ONS and DFE's Unit for Future Skills. The development of good data is going to continue to be critical into 2023, isn't it? It is, and we're going to see greater use, I think, of commercial data sets from the old burning glass, which has now renamed itself 
as Lightcast, Lightcast and also people like Data City. And I think those sort of data sources will be melded into this. And I think we'll also see data from IFATE standards. We've now got over 800 standards and people are now starting to see the value in what that data set's been created by IFATE. And I think IFATE can help us there in making this into a more digestible format for green occupations. Now, we're not a data generator on the, on the Green Edge, but where we find data that's worth consolidating or reporting in some way, we started last year the Green Edge Data Hub, which is available on Tableau Public. And I've no doubt we'll be adding to that in 2023. There should be, given that we've got the LSIPs coming up in May, got Chris Kidsmore Review coming up as well, which should produce some useful pointers there. And I think we have a series of careers events coming in January, February and March around the green economy and green occupations. So that drives the demand for good information as well into this process. And a reminder that you can find our first post of 2023 on greenedge.substack.com. And you can also subscribe to this podcast on all the major streaming platforms, including Apple, Google, and Amazon. Now, Michael, to kick off the year, we have a fair few interesting conversations coming up uh, with companies like uh, We Go Forth, Innovate UK. Who else are we talking to? We've also got the sustainability group lined up, Hayes, the recruitment agency, the People Powered Retrofit People, and also NOCN, which is the Qualifications and Standards Body in Construction, and we will be talking to them. So we've got a good series of conversations. And as always, we're enlisting the support and input from subscribers in a very active way. And as ever, we'll be posting on this year's big green developments and happenings. One subject we've talked about a lot recently is the local skills improvement plans for England, which are due in late spring. But something we're particularly looking out for right now is Chris Skidmore's report on his review of Net Zero. Any sign of that yet? Not as yet. I'd imagine he's still digesting it and all the data and submissions. But hopefully, and as we've seen quite a few of the submissions, skills will feature very strongly in what has to be said there. So we hope that will add momentum and focus and structure to anything the government might be doing as well. Something else we think is important for 2023, and which we intend to run as a kind of background theme, is to look at some of the green policy areas highlighted in last year's progress report by the Climate Change Committee as being in the red. And Michael, as we looked again at the CC report, a few of these areas jumped out at us. They did. And anywhere where we saw red, we actually saw another issue, I think, skills deficiency. And so in looking through that, we've been looking at the whole modal shift of transport of where people start to use different forms of transport and how they're linked together. I think that's a big, big focus area. The whole nature of resource usage, particularly in manufacturing and in construction, the whole area around emission management and reduction in agriculture and land use. And of course, in terms of major transport areas where we're seeing a lot of activity, but perhaps not enough progress, is in aviation. And the whole area of waste management and the whole mentality of where waste comes from, and therefore the whole design cycle. In addition to that, we'll be looking and continuing to look at the whole retrofit and buildings, where we're seeing money being invested, but the rate of change is not great enough. And obviously, that's been highlighted by the recent hikes in energy prices, which have driven greater attention on this, and some tensions around the level of investment and the rate of investment, because there are many simple things we can all do. And I think there's a quite a large volume of work What we haven't seen 
is the translation of some of these red areas into skills and into the beginnings of some manpower thinking. Have we got the capacity and capability in the economy to deliver on them? And should priorities be set against some of those potential barriers of the lack of capably skilled people? And I think it's not just occupational skills that are important here. It's also citizen skills, isn't it? It is. If you take retrofit in buildings and if you take means of transport, it requires us all to become much more knowledgeable and to make some informed decisions about how we move ourselves around and also how we run our own homes. And one of the people we'll be talking to, in fact, later today, does some of that citizen education, community education activity. We'll be developing those themes as we go into the year. Finally, rather than inundate our subscribers with too many emails at New Year, for this month only, we've combined our usual Thursday post with Michael's monthly reports roundup. I think there are some reports there you want to call out. I was going to highlight three. One has been a piece of work by Engineering UK. What they did was a very simple thing, was actually trawl through existing pieces of research to establish how many green jobs by sector. And it was reproducing some of the work the Green Jobs Task Force did. Another two pieces of work, one done by NOCN and the British Association of Construction Heads, and they were looking at greening of the UK skills. But they also went in one of their appendices into new and emerging occupations. And they listed out the best part of 60 without trying, I felt, because they said, this is just our first go. And they clearly have intentions to go further. And then the final piece, a little bit dated, because it was actually done in, published in 2021. But I'd like to highlight a piece of work done by Friends of the Earth and Transition Economics, where they used the IFATE standards to look at green standards. And they identified 161 of those standards. And what we'd like to see during 2023 is the pooling of data from the NOCN type of work with the work using IFATE data, with jobs data, to actually have a richer data source in addition to any work the ONS might be doing. Right, Michael, onward and upward into 2023. And a lot of conversations to be had. Thank you for listening to this Green Edge podcast. This podcast series accompanies the Green Edge newsletter, to which you can subscribe at greenedge.substack.com. The Green Edge is produced by Blue Mirror Insights, 